Welcome to Holly's Hot Wife Life, a fabulously fun place to chat about all things lifestyle. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. If you are not mature enough to be in this audience, please pass this link along to a friend, coworker, or neighbor who is. That ought to be interesting. And on that note, this podcast is intended solely for entertainment. Although I can appear to be the consummate professional, I am by no means a doctor, and heaven help you if you take my musings as such. Now that those pleasantries are out of the way, let's play. Well, hello there, friends. So, um, yeah, adjusting to the new normal a little bit. I uh, actually popping on a little sooner than recently, I guess. So, hi, hi, hi. Nice to chat at you again. I hope all is well. I hope everyone is doing well. Adjusting. And <laughs> I noticed uh, quite a little increase in some of the social media stuff. I guess I should actually use it and kind of prompted me to get my butt in gear. And if I sound a little bit like bedtime voice, maybe I don't, but if I do, it's because it's really fucking early. I discovered that if I can't go to the gym at dark 30 in the morning, then maybe I can sneak away and record and get some things done. So here I am super early, whether you know it or not, I'll probably post this in the middle of the night like I normally do. But as always, hey, hi, thank you so much for listening. I'm always amazed when I pop up a podcast and I see people listen and respond and get the kind words of encouragement. So thank you so much for those. And in part, that's uh, how I'm going to cheat the podcast today. <laughs> Not really cheating it, but I often get questions and and people will make the comment they are hoping that they don't ask a question that I've already responded to or or commented on or whatever. And here's the thing, number one, first and foremost, don't ever feel bad to ask a question that I may have responded to five different times. I don't care. If it's something that you're curious about, I would much rather just uh, pop on or shoot you a quick email or whatever. And likely if you're asking the question someone else is asking it to, and in this case, I had a listener that was kind enough to uh, kind of work with me. They asked me if I had an FAQ, and I thought, no, I don't, but I think that's a great idea. Weird, those simple, obvious things that you don't think about. So maybe I'll uh, post some question and answers of sort to either the website or social media, or maybe I'll pop off, pop off with one at a time every so often. But in the meantime... This person was kind enough to give me a list of 25, which I thought were actually really good, solid questions that I may or may not have answered and in the future may or may not. And, you know, hey, here's one little condensed version of Holly's Hot Wife Life, I guess. So as always, if you feel inclined, please don't hesitate to reach out on the social media, I think there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's virtually nothing on either of them, but there they are. And Facebook, all Holly's Hot Wife Life, I think Twitter, one of them might be H's Hot Wife Life, but you can search and they all have the same picture and all that kind of good stuff. And when all else fails, you can go old school. It's Holly's Hot Wife Life at yahoo.com. Regardless, Yes, thank you as always, and on with the uh, 25 questions. As usual, I'm sure I'll be concerned that it's going to be 12 and a half minutes, and we'll end up with an hour, and we'll go from there. So uh, let's see. On with the questions. Yes, yes. Question number one. I don't know if it really is number one, but it's the first question in the list, is how long have you been in the lifestyle? And now I think... You know, I used to say we're kind of newbies and I think everyone's a newbie at some point or in some manner, I guess at some point, obviously, but in some manner, because it's always new and unusual where humans and things are evolving and changing. And yeah, so the simple short term true answer is technically our first 
actual adventure. Our first playdate, per se, was just before a Halloween party in 2016. So that makes a little over three years, three and a half years, I guess. So yeah, there you go. How long? Since uh, October 2016. And whose idea was it? I I think this is one I always kind of want to point out and go, yes, number one, I'm married. For real, I swear. Even though you never hear my husband, one day, one day he might pop on. That's a question I get a lot too. He's, he is, yeah, the man behind the curtain. He is the instigator, the enabler, all the honoriness roll into one. So whose idea was it? It was his. And when I say it was his, it was his since we were dating in a 2000. And even he, we've chatted about this a few times recently, commented that way back when we were dating, he actually, it was almost low tech back then, but he had shown me a story online that I believe either involved MFM or a gangbang or something. And I think, you know, probably gauged my reaction where I wasn't horrified. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I often say that I have always played into his fantasies, but thought there's no fucking way that's ever going to happen, but it's a good fantasy. So yeah, his idea, most definitely his idea. And I thank him for that. (laughs) How was the first time? This is the next question, by the way, number three on the list. The first time was actually amazing. If we go off of that first time in October of 2016. And, and I say that because people ask about what we can do to be more successful or this or that. And, and if I'm being relatively fair and honest, we can say there were a few non-starters. A few years before that, we tried to check out a club and it went down in flames because I wasn't quite as prepared, I guess. And people were pawing at me and, you know, we're not respecting body language and it ended up making for a really uncomfortable situation for me. And we didn't get much, much past making out with each other, but that was an uncomfortable situation and kind of what evolved into our first adventure even was that we were out and about at a big festival and almost had a encounter we'll say with a friend and it was not not a bad thing it was you know a good friend and this and that other than being concerned about being involved with people close by and and it was a married friend so I didn't you know we don't ever I avoid playing with married men for the most part or attached because I don't want the potential to hurt more than one set of feelings so in that case it was like we were We had not played, so we weren't familiar with the ins and outs. And it was a friend that we weren't familiar whether or not his wife was aware, this and that, good people. So it was a a non-starter, but also kind of a a foreshadowing. I don't know. It, it, It opened up that maybe it wasn't something that was going to ruin our marriage or whatever else. So that was only a few months before But when you come right down to it and you say, how was the first time I think of the first time that we actually played and we were very lucky when it came down to the person we actually played with the first time, it was great. He was a very good fit for us. It was awkward because it was a first time and he was fairly new to the lifestyle thing, but I believe he'd already played a little bit. So he was not totally at a loss he was pretty and and you know we we just operated as if it was a a normal date you would have had in the vanilla world it just so happened to have two men and one woman but yeah it was awesome it was good good times he uh it was good sex he was friendly and polite and well hung and attractive and had a good time and then took his leave and made it very comfortable and easy. And, and there's a reason it continued for a few months after that. So yes, there we go. First time. Good. Next question on the list was, does your husband like to play with other women? 
he plays very rarely. And when I say very, I mean very. He does play. I do not have an issue with him playing. However, I am weary, we'll say, of single females. And, you know, I think my husband's a catch. I think he's hot. He is a successful person. He's good looking. He is an excellent husband and father. Therefore, I am wary of people that might look at him and say, that man's a catch. Of course, you know, other women that are attached, I'm not as worried about because they feel the same about their significant other. But beyond that, yeah, he is totally welcome to play. We have played before with other couples or, and I will say it's kind of funny. It's not unusual for couples that aren't necessarily a couple, but a female to try to get a male to play with me so she can play with him or a male to bring a female along to try to, you know, entice one of the other of us to go in as a pair, which is a little bit funny since that's not a requirement on our part. We do have at least one couple that we are very close friends with and we have played with, but yeah, it's rare. He has always been interested in the stag vixen lifestyle. Therefore, he just has never been in a big hurry to play, but he's capable of it. And he's not, um, what? I don't have a leash on my husband. (laughs) Heaven forbid I ever tried. (laughs) I try not to even say no to him because that's usually a sign he's going to go the opposite. He's a good guy. I love him. Next question on the list is what do you look like? I'll say I look normal. I don't, I I don't think I'm, I'm nondescript. Uh, This is, you know, my opinion of myself. So you can have, you'll have to take that as you see fit. I think basically I'm a blue eyed brunette. I am on the curvy side. I'm not a willowy person. I'm not tall and thin. I am what a 32 double D five, six, five, seven on a good day. 165 or so. I have a relatively small waist and I am not hurting in the lower regions. If you're an ass man, I'm probably the one for you, but I am also sensitive about the amount of ass I have, but I have ass and thighs and a small waist and boobs. So I'm curvy and try to avoid hitting the chubby version, but hey, that's me. Yeah. Nondescript, normal mom. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure if you saw me in the grocery store, you wouldn't think too much. Oh, here we get into the wild and crazy ones. The next question is, do you like anal sex? Well, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that anal sex is just a naughty mind fuck. Women are turned on mentally, right? So yeah, number one, yes, I do like anal sex. However, that is something that has stuck between my husband and I and, you know, some of the what do we call those? Marital aids, toys, but mostly just because, uh, there's gotta be a level of comfort, I think. And maybe there, once you probably just like the lifestyle, right? You get over the initial hump, then it's not that big of a deal right now. Uh, I'm a little nervous to be playing with other people and anal and all of the, uh, things involved. So, you know, hopefully we'll find a good friend before excuse me, before too long, that would be, that I would be comfortable with playing with. Cause I, yeah, anal is hot. Some of my, my favorite porn has anal in it. So (laughs) yeah, there's that one. The next question on here is, do you play with other women? I play with other women simply for show. Actually, simply is maybe the best word. I love women. I I think they're wonderful. I have no interest in any pussy, mine or anyone else's. I don't really have an opinion on women playing with me per se, I guess. You know, a woman going down on me is someone going down on me, but it's, it's the cock that turns me on. So yeah, I will play with women from the waist up because it turns other people on and because I adore women, but not because it's uh, the turn on for me. 
yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that woman that they're like, oh, all women are bisexual. I don't believe all men are bisexual and I'm not a bisexual woman, but I, I do love women as human beings. The next one on here is what is your favorite way to have an experience? I think that's, please excuse my paper turning. It's important to have notes. (laughs) I, I, I don't have a favorite way to have an experience. I think that at its very core, you need to have some level of attraction that's physical and or mental. It's not necessarily, I'm not, I'm not interested in uh, model men, more power to you, but man, I will feel not in my own probably if I was, and there are plenty of men that I played with that I felt like were on the verge of Abercrombie, but they were 45 year old men. So that in reality, they probably weren't going to be in someone's catalog, but yeah, men that I think are very good looking, but not necessarily airbrushed. Although some, yeah, we've had that conversation too. Anyway, I digress. I think I might've been thinking of someone. (laughs) Anyway, my favorite experience, it's really relative and it's all about attraction and respect. Respect's been big on my brain recently because I am a submissive by nature and I love anything, you know, and this is that we're really playing back to this comment on experiences and what my favorite, yeah, I have had people that will drop me bubble baths and those are wonderful. And I have had people that will pull my hair, spank me and tie me up. And those are also wonderful. So I don't have a favorite. I, I, I enjoy the adventure, but as long as there's a level of, I guess I don't ever want to be belittled or disrespected, right? Yeah. We'll come back to that. Another question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Disrespect. I can come back to that one, but respect. Yes. (laughs) And my favorite experience. I like them all. Very, very rare that I've had an experience that I disliked. What some of us have those comments and say, I'll try anything three times somewhere in there. The next question is, have you ever bailed out on a guy after you started playing? Luckily, no. We do have a process we go through, right? So we have profiles on a few lifestyle sites, profiles, wherever. So anyway, we start out with a messaging communication. If the messaging in that app goes well, I'll usually try to flip over to kick if the person has kick. And if that goes well, and these are usually fairly short because I don't want to commit a whole lot of anybody's time. If it doesn't look like it's a good fit, I'm getting better and better with thanks, but no thanks. So anyway, if those written communication go well, we move on to having a coffee or a cocktail just to see if the in-person fits the written communication. And I would say 90 plus percent of the time, if they've made it to the point of meeting in person, then they were who they appeared to be. And with that said, if we make it through those written and then in-person communications, and then we choose to play, it's very rare that the person isn't, you know, exactly what was expected in those discussions. Well, maybe exactly isn't the press word, but you know, right in line with that. And so no, I've probably touched on it before and I'll touch on it again, but the one weird, awkward experience we have is I do require video and I had a person that asked if they could take the video in order to not have their face in the video. And I said, "Mm, we could try it. And I discovered with that time that number one, I don't allow that anymore because it was intrusive to me to have someone holding a camera in my face instead of just having it on the wall, taking pictures. So nothing wrong with that individual, just that it it ended up being an experience that I didn't want to do again. And again, I didn't bail out. I'm also somewhat hard-headed. It kind of goes back to that very first adventure too, where I, as nervous I may, as nervous as I may have been, I still just am kind of like hard-headed. I'm an Aries. Yeah, I was an uh, April birthday. So I just like if I decide I'm doing it, it's like full speed ahead and get the hell out of my way because I'm doing what I'm doing. So 
it's kind of a similar situation here. Never have I walked away and been like, oh, that was a bad experience and I shouldn't have done it or stopped in the middle. But I think that's because we set it up well. And I encourage you to do the same. Encourage you to do the same. Like I said, I'm still half awake or yeah, half asleep. I don't know. I like half awake today. I feel like I should be awake. That's the half full version. Anyway, number 10, have you ever met any really creepy guys? So I don't know that I've actually met any creepy guys. Awkward? Yes. Uncomfortable? Yes. I think the most awkward, uncomfortable, whatnot, the people that I haven't chosen to move forward after I met them are the ones that I couldn't carry on a conversation with. And, you know, I kind of joke and laugh that I can carry on a conversation with a brick wall. So when I do go to have coffee, again, I count on one hand, maybe only a few fingers, the people that they could have been attractive. They were probably incredibly wonderful people. And there was a better fit for them as well as there was a better fit for me. If we can't communicate, it just, yeah. So no creepy guys in that way. Again, we go through this kind of process. So there are plenty of creepy guys that just reach out. And I I touched on that before. And I'm sure I will touch on it again. I love the people that, I mean, I don't love the people, but I do. I'm, I'm entertained by the people that just, the first line I see in a message is, do you want to lick my ass or how about worshiping my cock? I'm like, wow, um, how about a high? <laughs> yeah, the creeps are in, or the people that I consider creepy even, because uh, I think there's something for everyone. And I, I know someone recently just said, hey, I have a really hard time with this messaging because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I'm like, well, if what you say doesn't come across well to the person, number one, it does kind of suck that things in writing are different, right? I, I've had some people reach out recently and I'm trying to be a little more thoughtful about responding to things. So this is a, a little digression from creepy guys, but our profile is pretty specific and says, you know, if you don't have any pictures, we may not respond. So when I get a message from a couple that says hi or a message from a couple uh, and our profile says we are primarily mfm as well so a message says sexy profile but no pictures maybe they don't even meet our body requirements we primarily don't even cater to couples in our profile a lot of times those are the people that I'll just ignore and I won't even respond to because if you didn't meet our requirements, then that's pretty simple. But I do try more nowadays to respond and say, oh, you know, the, thanks for the compliment. Unfortunately, I can't return it since you don't have any pictures or things along those lines. And I don't mean to, again, be disrespectful. I, I think I want to just share that, hey, if we were asking for these things and you keep continuing to try to co- have a conversation. There's a reason we're not having this conversation because if you did read my profile or our profile and you would know that we've said, if you don't send pictures, we may not respond. Huh, simple. And they don't have to be face pictures. And I think this is a another thing to touch on with profiles and people that I think a lot of times, particularly newer people, I mean, I know we were the same, will say, well, I, I didn't want to share pictures because we're very private. I suspect 95% of the people in the lifestyle are very private. No one is wanting to be out. No one is not appropriate, right? Most people do not want to be outed. So try to remember that your privacy is just as important to you as the people you're trying to reach out to's privacy is to them. Yeah. So yeah, really creepy guys. Nope. Weed it out usually at the message phase and have been blessed, privileged, whatever, to not actually end up in a bedroom with anyone really creepy. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Here's a good one. Number 11. How many guys have you played with since you opened up your marriage? Mm, I do keep a running tally for a variety of reasons, 
also, you know, it's to me important to keep names. I hope I never have to go back and check in with anybody for a negative reason. I know we've surpassed 50. We'll leave it at that. Okay, for now. But yes, surpassed 50. I think I'm probably in the mid 60s. Uh, yeah, somewhere there. How do you protect yourself against STIs? So I'm a strictly condom girl, which is funny, not funny in a lot of ways. I am not a germaphobe, but I am paranoid about something that could kill me and make it so my children don't have a mother. So I'm really thoughtful in that manner. And I am pretty solid about condoms when it comes to intercourse, sexual cock pussy interactions. I am not so good about it with oral sex. However, that leads into another kind of funny thing. And we'll probably, I think we touch on that in another question. I so traditionally I like to swallow because I'm tidy, but when it comes to playing with people, I don't. So yeah, STI is how do I protect myself in the standard boring way, which is I, I think condoms are very important. And then, uh, you know, you do everything you can to mitigate risk. I do pay attention for, you know, any telltale factors that I watch out for the cold sores and sores in general, but beyond that, uh, yeah, I think we've been pretty lucky. I think I have had people straight up comment if they had, you know, herpes or something. And I appreciate people that are straight up that way. But for the most part, yeah, condoms and, and just trying to mitigate as much as possible. Which does lead into when you give oral, do the guys wear condoms? Uh, that's why I said yes and no. If someone has a condom on, I don't have a strong opinion about that. I'm not like, oh my God, can't have a condom on. (laughs) I have multiple computers going. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion about having a condom on during oral, but they do or don't. That's one of those gray areas that I I know I should probably think more about. I did um, ask my nurse practitioner about the likelihood of sexually transmitted diseases, infections with oral, which was an interesting conversation. And she pretty much made the comment that there's not a whole lot of research in that area, but you know, stomach acids are mean things regardless in the mitigating. I I still don't swallow, although well with friends, I swallow at home because it's tidy and yeah, I guess that's the uh, long answer to when you give oral to the guys who wear condoms. Yes and no, not a requirement. Maybe it should be, but it's not. And that leads into another fun one, which is, do you let your friends come on you or do they always finish in a condom? Okay, so <laughs> my husband loves a good face shot. Oh, he does. One of his, you know, usually his favorite videos are a good face shot. So yeah, no, it's not always in condoms. Yes, they are totally welcome to come on me. Face is a, a preference. Come wherever, come in your condom. Um, as long as it's not in an orifice, you're good. That's kind of the rule there. Have you had any scares while in the lifestyle? This does go back into some of those other conversations too. With our pre-screening, we have been really lucky. We have not had any scares in our traditional standard process, lifestyle sites, blah, 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 blah. However, we did go to a party recently and I I think I, I try to remind people to be a big proponent of taking their time and not rushing things. We were out of town for a few days and it was coming down to like the last day and we hadn't really played. And I, you know, my husband and I have really busy lifestyles and I kind of felt, sorry, (laughs) early. I felt like I, I wanted to play and I wanted him to get to have time to play with me and me to get to play with him and someone else. It's just, we don't get to do that as often as we would like to. So I was probably rushing things a little bit. And last night at a club, 
found a guy that met my general requirements, chatted with him for a few minutes, and he seemed like a good fit. And we went to play and we're having a good old time. And then I noticed that he didn't have a condom on. And I would say in a lot of situations, I probably would have been like, hard stop, you're out, fuck off. But because I was feeling my own mental pressure, no one else's, please know, this is not something that anyone else put any pressure on, but I really wanted to have this fun adventure that we don't get to do very often. So it was like bad form. And he said, oh, well, I thought that you had said it was okay. Guys. Do not ever change the condom discussion mid-playdate. You want to have it before or after a playdate, looking towards another one, totally fine. If you went into actually playing with the express knowledge that you were supposed to wear a condom, wear the fucking condom. (laughs) I'm telling you, I should have throat punched the guy. But put the condom back on, got to play, finished playing, cool. What's the question? (laughs) Any scares? So yeah, that, and did he come without it? No, but was there pre-cum, any of that? Likely. And I did get tested afterwards and it did bug me and it still does because I think there are things that you're asymptomatic of. So the kind of stuff that will stress me out for a while and also kind of leads back to me earlier and... (laughs) getting a little heavy on the respect thing. I think that was disrespectful of me. I was disappointed in the gentleman for behaving that manner. And, you know, disappointed myself sometimes too. You, it's probably not for me to feel bad about or irritated or whatever else with myself, but I was disappointed that I rushed that and maybe got the outcome of a rush decision, we'll say. So, Yeah, that's the closest to a scare for the most part because we take these kind of steps in the processes. It's rare that I have issues like that. And yeah, thankfully we are blessed that way. (laughs) What's your wildest experience? That one is really an interesting question too. I think it's like, what's your favorite way to have an experience? There's wildest is relative right what what's wild to someone is not as wild to others if you have what i would consider a, a true kinks like if you're going to kink fest someone you know having a bubble bath with someone i don't date i don't go out on dates with guys sometimes people are like oh do you want to go out on a date i don't i don't really date i, I <laughs> I go and have coffee and I have cocktails, but beyond that, it's not like I go out and have dinner. That would be pretty wild to me. Like, oh my God, going like an actual date with another person. Hmm. I think my husband thinks that's kind of another fun one to, to try. You know, he likes to, to push the envelope. So that would be something really wild to me. To someone else, probably our gangbang, that would be wild. People will see pictures of me tied up and, or suspended or spanked or, you know, and that's wild. So I think, you know, I joke and say that we're the most vanilla, non-vanilla couple there is, and that's probably it. What's our wildest experience is is relative to what you consider wild. We have run the gamut of standard non-wild or standard wild, vanilla wild. (laughs) Yes, we have dabbled in electricity and light BDSM, at least I consider it light. Yeah. I mean, wildest experience. I had sex with a guy on the hood of a truck in a church parking lot back in the day. I thought that was pretty wild. So uh, yeah, wild is relative. And I think we've had a lot of really fun experiences. We'll put it that way. What advice do you have for women thinking about venturing into the lifestyle? It is a blast and it's empowering and it's so much fun if you don't rush it. And you could be really lucky and the very first person you find will put you on a fabulous trajectory to really enjoy the lifestyle. But I I think my greatest advice for women is to not rush or pressure yourself. And that's not to say that you can't 
make an informed, logical decision in a very short period of time. But just make sure that you understand yourself and your partner and what you're hoping to accomplish and, you know, be flexible. If you're a mom, if you've had children, this is probably like a birth plan. Here's what I'm hoping to accomplish and the direction I'm hoping to go. And yet I am totally open to the reality that who the fuck knows what'll happen. So yeah, just don't rush it. Communicate. And I've commented before, and I, I think this is fun for anyone who's looking to get into the lifestyle and you'll hear people talk about it and the importance of communication. The fun reality that I hear most people say is your communication will probably get better. We are a, we, when I say we, I mean my husband and I, we are a passive aggressive. We don't talk a whole lot about deep feelings or whatever else, but I will tell you that our communication is in a whole different realm from what it was before we got in the lifestyle. So yeah, work on your communication when you're starting out and realize that it will probably only improve. So hey, good side note on that one. And then as far as my advice is the follow-up to that, don't rush. The lifestyle can be so fucking much fun and so empowering and take your time so that you have that outcome. How do you find your guys? My favorites are the lifestyle sites because I think there's already kind of an understood position there. I do also go on to like the adult friend finders, the hookup sites. Those are a little more hit and miss as far as the expectations and I'm more likely to get the disrespectful responses that I'm not really fond of, but I still have found some great people those ways. So yeah, we have went on lifestyle type adventures where we're at a hotel takeover. Those are great as well. My husband would love nothing more than for me to pick someone up at a bar not really high on my list, mainly because I'm super paranoid about rejection. And back to the same thing too, just people feeling comfortable with something like that. My husband did shoulder tap someone once not long ago, and that was actually a really awesome experience. But even that, I was super paranoid, like this guy's going to think we're crazy. And what do I care? Why do I even care? If you think we're crazy and you move on and do your own thing, more power to you. Yeah fear of rejection. So yeah, how do we find our guys? Primarily lifestyle sites. That's my preference. It works well. That's what I like. We'll see what I venture into from there. What is your vetting process? Hmm, Well, specifically, if we want to go very direct on the vetting process, yeah, use the lifestyle sites. I start with our profile does have some specific characteristics we expect. And then from there, we start with just a messaging discussion. I do tend to keep that relatively brief. And I actually will straight up comment on that when I'm discussing, chatting, whatever with people that I I don't want to invest too much time, too much of either of our time, because I don't, you know, I want to be respectful of our time. I assume that the people that are communicating with me are communicating with other people and that is totally fine. This is what we're in it for. So the vetting process is the profile is fairly specific. If you have met the basic profile guidelines, then you move on to chatting. If chatting goes well, we move on to coffee or cocktail. And if those go well, then we schedule a play date. I could probably go into that one at length. Maybe we'll we'll have a, a little grander discussion on that. But in the short term, yeah, it it's a relatively simple process. It's not too involved. I do say, will say, we'll repeat it five trillion times, is try to have a few somewhat black and white guidelines because, and or if there are things for you, I mean, one of my absolute non-negotiables up front is condoms. So put that in your profile and that does make it easy for you. Like I said, if I require a picture. I have the option to chat with someone even if they don't include a picture. But if I am just overwhelmed for whatever reason, maybe the world is overwhelming me and that's one message that I don't feel like dealing with. If you didn't include a picture, then I don't have to feel bad just not responding because it didn't have a picture. I encourage others to do that 
you know, to have the those basic guidelines for that reason that sometimes it can seem overwhelming to whoever's going through things. And that's not to say that there's a massive amount of response. Maybe there is, but it's also sometimes that you just don't want to have to respond to people that don't seem like a good fit and you don't know how to respond to them or whatever else. Make your life a little bit easier by having your few guidelines and it'll just calm down the things you do need to respond to. Number 20 is what lifestyle sites to use. We are quote unquote active on Cassidy, Lifestyle Lounge, SDC, Swing Lifestyle. We have profiles on what Double Date Nation, Adult Friend Finder, quite a few smaller ones. And not because we are always on all of these sites, but if I am in different areas, if we're traveling, whether we're traveling together, apart, whatever we're looking for, different sites have different purposes and different sites are diff- are more popular in different areas. So depending on where we're going to be, we might be more visible on one site or another. So yeah, I think there are a lot of sites and they all have great purposes and do a little research to see if you can figure out what's more popular in your area. You don't know, try one, see what happens. What type of guy are you looking for? What are your basic requirements? So here we go back to the vetting and the profiles and all that. Our profile has a little bit about us, you know, of course, and this and that. It's it's not really long, maybe a couple paragraphs max, but in the what type of guy are you looking for? We are looking for an attractive guy, but as far as our profile and our specific requirements, 5'10 or taller, preferably six feet or taller. And that goes back to making that simple uh, vetting. 5'10 or taller, camera friendly and condoms are required. And like I said, that's the simple three things that we are looking for in a partner play date on our profiles. And that makes it simple, clean, and easy. So yeah, um, fairly simple guidelines because then it doesn't take as much uh, thought in responding, but it, it just makes life easier. I think for everyone involved, if the guidelines are simple and, you know, I, I think maybe the more you have, you might make it even easier, but I just have that few and it seems to work out. Okay. The next question is, what is a good place to shop for swinger or hot wife clothes? Um, My answer on that is anywhere, everywhere, all over the place. I have friends that shop at Forever 21 and they're, you know, 40-year-old women or whatever. And that's where they find stuff. I, I know one of my girlfriends says some of the bathing, you know, bathing suit stuff is great. We have a little bit of a honey birdette addiction right now. It's kind of a a spendy one, but it's something functional and cute and sexy and hot. But I buy clothes from consignment shops that I love. I buy from Amazon. I buy from Yandy. It's whatever catches my attention at the moment. There's a Cardi B collection that I had fun with that was inexpensive as far as my husband, he is not giving up his denim and he looks good in it. So, Hey, that's okay. He wears jeans and a nice button up and nice shoes. And women are still giving him the evil eye. So obviously he does okay with that. And yeah, um, really as far as a good place to shop, it's wherever you can buy something that you feel comfortable and attractive in and, that doesn't seem to be one single shop as far as I'm concerned to each their own. The next question is, have any of your vanilla friends or family ever found out? Oh, I bet there are plenty, maybe not plenty. There are a few that suspect. And I think my husband is really good about this, that he just kind of turns the questions around. So on occasion, someone's been like, I think someone, one of a a family member actually straight out asked him if we were swingers and he said, what are swingers? And that's generally enough for a lot of people to not even want to open that discussion. They're like, oh, I'm not going to explain to you what that is. 
which is probably also pretty telling of their motivation and yeah the motivation and the question if it's I am private and yeah that's funny right I have a podcast but yeah we we don't want to be outed any more than the next person I think if people have genuine questions I wouldn't mind answering them I just don't want someone asking questions because they want to be nosy or spread details about my life that are whatever their interpretation is I I, I'm not interested in being paparazzi fodder, I guess, you know, in my friends and family, (laughs) that big giant realm. (laughs) So yeah, has anyone ever found us out? Maybe. We try not to dwell on that. We try not to flaunt anything and we go from there. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. The, oh, question 24 out of 25. Question 24, how often do you play? Right now, not at all. And that's not fully because of virus, whatnot. It's also because of our process, right? I don't have the opportunity to meet people like for drinks, so I can't vet them appropriately. And right now the vetting is that much more important. So yeah, we're not playing right now. Normally, I would say at the very least monthly. In reality, what is truly normal is pretty much weekly. That's one of two things. Uh, If we have a regular friend, it's pretty much definite that we're going to be playing weekly. And that's because even if we're not playing with that friend, and even more so when I have a regular friend, I make that much more of an effort to play outside of that regular friend, mainly just to keep everything in context. I, I'll say it 20 times and 20 more and 20 more that I don't fuck people I don't like. And the flip side of that is I I truly do care about the people that we have played with, do play with. They're people that we care about, right? So I try not to become... I try to keep everything in perspective. I can really enjoy people and like them, and I just don't want to get attached inappropriately. So I, if we have a regular friend, we play outside of that regular friend as well. The long story back to normally, at the very least monthly, generally weekly. Monthly is when we're busy. Last year, we had a really busy summer, and it was probably like every three to four weeks. And that was a long time in between. Kind of like being on virus lockdown. It's been like a month and a half. I'm like, thankfully I made it to play and to my salon just before everything got shut down. (laughs) Priorities, first world problems. So yeah, monthly, more often than not weekly. And yeah, I think we built up to that, forewarned. If If you are new to the lifestyle, that's probably not something you just jump into. Maybe it is. And if it is, more power to you. Live it the way you want to live it. And let's see. I'm I'm flipping pages. Oh, how many new guys do you find in a given month? This is probably an anticlimactic last question, but maybe we'll make fun of it. Make fun out of it? Yeah, not fun of it, but fun out of it. It's a relative question too, right? How many new guys do I find in a given month? I would say traditionally I'll find one to two men that I'm interested in a week, right? Men that I'm like super excited about, like, wow, he has awesome profile pictures and seems to be great communicating on messages or let's say as simple as, because we'll say just right off the very, right off the bat. So someone reaches out, they reach out with, a great introduction and their pictures look good and their profiles good. That's probably every three or four months. But yeah, someone that I'm interested in that I I think is worth communicating with. There's probably one to two a week on a good, uh, I don't want to say on a good, on a normal basis right now. I mean, I'm seeing one to two a week right now, but I'm not going to meet anybody. (laughs) 
So, yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of that does go back to communication and understanding your guidelines, and that makes it easier and more streamlined to go through this whole process. So I, I do, I will push on those topics over and over again that, yeah, you should try to, to identify a few guidelines. Like I said, in my case, they're as simple as I have a base height requirement. I have a comfort with video requirement and I have a condom requirement. And those are the main things I do on my profile. Also say that you should have a picture. It doesn't need to be a dick pic. It doesn't need to be a face pic. It just needs to be a pic to show that, you know, you're open in as much as reasonable and that you are responding in kind. I know sometimes people ask us for pictures. They don't have pictures and they just say, Hey, can we see a picture of you? Like, no, just no. (laughs) Get those face requirements, communicate, relax. (laughs) This is a great time to, I, I, in a lot of ways, I think this is a great time to start because it's a good time to create a profile and take your time and enjoy the fantasy and the adventure of just browsing and chatting and knowing that you don't necessarily need anything to come of anything right now because you, <laughs> lots of things may come, but because it is a relatively quiet time in a lot of the world and people's worlds and yeah so enjoy the adventure yeah that's the first 25 and I will try to maybe have some more succinct answers and post them and if you ever have any questions please don't ever hesitate to reach out on any of the social media platforms or email me holly's hotwifelife at yahoo.com and as always over and over again. I truly do appreciate you taking the time to listen and give me any feedback. And if it helps in your world, I hope it does. However, maybe hopefully it's a little positive light in the fun that there is available to be had and you enjoy that. So have a wonderful day and week and hopefully no more than a month. (laughs) Until next time.